Hi, thanks for joining our Lunch Break Podcast. We hope you enjoy the time you spend with Ben and myself, Paul, as we talk through issues in pastoral ministry as well as all things related to the NBA. Is that a weird combination? Yes, it's always peanut butter and jelly when you think about it. So grab your lunch and join us during our Lunch Break Podcast. Alrighty. Welcome to our lunch break podcast. This is Paul. And this is Ben. And uh, we are eating food. Yeah, it's lunchtime. It is lunchtime. Um, my wife packed me some masubi. Oh, it's are, Ben masubi. Are they, are they sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> are they just called masubi? I think they're called masubis. Oh, like okay. Spam masubi. I was about to call them masubi sandwiches. I guess that would be if a masubi was in between bread, and that way then you eat it like that, right? Well, the rice, I guess, in some ways. In some ways, because there are places, like those special niche places that sort of have the uh, rice, like, buns, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can have, like, a hamburger like that, right? So technically, this is a Spam sandwich wrapped. Oh, then maybe it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped in seaweed, technically. The sandwich wrapped in seaweed, technically. But they're masubis. Yeah, I guess so. Is this I guess... Is this almost as bad as the debacle? That was no debacle. That was genius. <laughs> well, okay, what are you eating? I have uh, some pasta. It's, uh, it's like a pesto alfredo sauce pasta. Um, what's, um, yeah. Pesto alfredo. I think in Italian you would call it a leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> No. I don't speak. Uh, I don't speak Italian. So <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know, but I, I know. Leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But today's episode, we're talking about politics. Ooh. Yeah, it's scary politics. Um, but of course, like we want to start off with how we even define politics. What yeah. or really maybe the question is what is, you know, considered political. You know, we're living in a day and an age right now that seems like the divide in this country between mm-hmm. conservative and liberal is starting to widen. Things are yeah. starting to seem more extreme on both ends. And so it's kind of an interesting topic to talk about, especially approaching it as pastors um, in ministry and especially as minorities even, if we mm-hmm. want to you know, bring it into that as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, how would, you, how would you define politics or maybe what is political? You can answer uh, that question. I mean, I think that's... Uh, it, it, I think it applies more towards... Um, a, a governing body that helps regulate um, justice and uh, laws and mm-hmm. uh, rules for society to follow. And mm-hmm. that's a really interesting question because I saw someone post about um, the abortion issue, mm-hmm. and they even brought up the question of should should government be allowed to make decisions on abortion? Mm-hmm. Is that something that they're allowed to? That's interesting. When, you know, when it comes to life. Mm-hmm. You know, when, so I think that that can even be brought up as is that even political mm-hmm. in a sense? Yeah. So I think it I think it has to do a lot with I think government and politics has a lot to do with um, the rules and regulations that are set for society in general mm-hmm. to follow in, in order to create order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how I would define it. It's a little vague, but I think no, no, no. I think that's a very fair definition. I mean, like I was I, as I, we were like coming up with these questions, yeah. I was like. Yeah, how do I define politics, you know? Like, and I think it's become so much grayer mm-hmm. or more blurry, the, mm-hmm. at least the definition, because sometimes it's hard to distinguish a particular social issue 
mm. and then whether or not that crosses over with political issues because yeah. on one level yes social issues are political because yeah the social issues can be regulated by the government right like mm -hmm. that particular social issue like abortion like mm -hmm. you said or you know um, gay marriage or whatever the case is right um, but in other ways um, those things are you know moral issues right mm -hmm. and moral issues though yeah yeah you the government can be involved it's not always involved sometimes right sometimes it's just at like a uh, like a smaller, more individual level or context yeah. that to the point where it's like, this isn't a political, at yeah. this point, it's the individual's moral decision that you're making here, you know? Um, and that, at that point, I don't know if that's a political thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So unless, of course, that person makes it a political thing, like mm -hmm. by voting, for example, you know? So, um, so yeah, but I think your definition was great, like um, how the government uh, regulates uh, society to keep, keep, um, keep it civil, you know, in a sense, like to keep it, uh, in order, so people aren't just doing whatever they want and hurting one another, things yeah. like that, you know. That's, I think that's a really good um, thing. So what do you think is the goal, uh, and I'm kind of jumping down here, what is the goal of politics in our culture? Like, if, if that's if that's what we're defining it as, right? Like a yeah. body of government that's regulating a society so that it could have order and peace and justice and so on and so forth. Uh, what do you think is the goal of, of, of politics? I think... I mean, this could this could then be different for every nation, mm -hmm. but I think for us uh, in America, it's um, the goal is to um, maintain and uh, maintain order mm -hmm. and uh, safety for the benefit of the people, um, for the benefit of, of the citizens. Mm -hmm. and, and I think even using that definition could then go down a bunch of different rabbit holes yeah, with immigration no. and everything. But I think in general, that is the main, I would say that is the main goal. Mm -hmm. um, that um, I think if you, if you were to look at a government, they should be there to, first and foremost, be there for their people, create mm -hmm. safety and order and uh, establish a place where their own people can um, grow and benefit and um, prosper mm -hmm. within that nation. Yeah, yeah I think that's... Uh that's good, and I think I would add, and I think you probably just meant it inherently as well. It's like uh, justice. That's probably yeah, that's yeah. a big part. Like you have to maintain justice, mm -hmm. make sure that everyone is uh, getting what is fair, yeah, you know, yeah. in a sense, sure, yeah. um, according to the law mm -hmm. that's been established in the land. So, yeah, I think what you said, uh, order, um, safety, justice. Those are all really important roles that the government has, mm -hmm. and that's the goal, I think. In uh, in any nation, mm. I suppose, is that's the idea, right? Um, well, or at least, I shouldn't say any nation. I should say in our nation, at least, in America, yeah. that's probably the main function of, the, of our governments, right? So. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, um, why, why are politics important to Christian? Or why should it be? Why? Okay, we can actually broaden this question. Yeah. Like, why should or shouldn't politics uh, be important to Christians in particular? Christians in particular? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's important for Christians in particular because those rules and, and orderly governances could... It affects us. Mm -hmm. It affects our daily life. Mm -hmm. um, I think we even see it now today. You know, um, with all of these different debates and uh, different issues, social issues, that end up going into the hand of the hands of the government and them deciding um, what's right and wrong, what's you know, just
Mm-hmm. It affects our daily life, and it, it affects our own personal beliefs mm-hmm. in, in scripture. And if the government starts to make decisions that certain things are, um, certain issues, social issues are, are okay, that Christians don't necessarily agree with, mm-hmm. then it can start to build. You know, we've had we've had these things come up with the the bakeries. You know, the bakeries where um, the Christian bakers. Where they, oh, and gay marriage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, the cake, wedding cake. Wedding cake. <laughs> I was like, bakery? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are they not you know, allowed to like do? They can't serve gluten free. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's That's the. That's a real issue. It's a real issue. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, those, those Christian bakers who are baking uh, cake. Um, and uh, what's interesting is, even in that, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of focused. A lot of I think a lot of uh, liberal arguments are focused uh, against Christians, um, which is in, which is weak, which is interesting, um, because just as much as like Christians wouldn't agree with those kind of issues, um, there's other religions that fall in the same. Field, That's true. You know? it, I think uh, you know with that I would say that it's because Christians use like historically are the majority yeah. in, in on conservative. Yeah. You know issues, ways, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's probably they're they're not raging against Islamic people who ha- share maybe some of the same yeah. worldview things as Chris or have some things that you know overlap. Some of them are maybe even more extreme. Yeah, some are more extreme. That's true. So. And yeah, I, but but Islamic views are have aren't are are they're the, they're the minority in our nation, you know. So. Yeah, that's true. But I think when you look at that, things that that go against Christians, you know, it's going to affect everybody. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, an extreme case would be like China or like mm-hmm. North Korea, where, um, where, I, I, where where Christianity is frowned upon. Where you can't even. I, I heard in, in North Korea, if you're able to benefit the society in some way, like if you're a doctor, they'll allow you to come in, mm-hmm. but they won't let you share the gospel. Mm-hmm. They'll allow you to worship by yourself, but you can't share the gospel. Yeah, because the gospel would um, overthrow the government. Exactly. Right? That's the idea. Exactly. So, uh, in many ways, the government would then, in those cases, they, they control um, religion, they control your Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for us to be um, involved and know what's going on and be able to respond to these these political issues because of the fact that it does affect our Christian living. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for me, I'll, I'll go ahead and... T- Start on the other side of that, because you're—I I would say that your response was about why Christians should care or mm-hmm. should be involved, maybe even in politics, wow. or why it's important or should be important to yeah. Christians, right? On the other hand, um, on the other side of that, for me, uh, well, sometimes for me, I guess, mm-hmm. is that like there shouldn't be such an emphasis for Christians mm-hmm. to be involved in politics, mm-hmm. namely because um, politics is like it's such a. Um, divisive thing sometimes you know um and like it's i mean it's such an all-encompassing uh identity marker for people right so much so that if the identity of being a son of god or a daughter of god gets lost yeah over like or becomes subservient to the idea of being a republican or a democrat or a socialist or a communist or whatever you want to call yourself um that's why I'm like, okay, wait. So yeah. th- this is where it's gone too far. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're if you're following quote unquote Christian morals, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, because you're a Republican, yeah, 
that's an issue. Then you're not a Christian, I would say, at that point. You, know? uh, you have to be a Republican or a Democrat or a socialist or a communist because you have a Christian worldview that, yeah. that's based, based off of a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny is like the Bible has been used for every single one of those <laughs> political parties, right? Yeah. In some way or another, rightly or wrongly, uh, it's been used that way. So, um, and, that's, and that's why it's like so it can be dangerous sometimes. That's when things get overlapped and overcrossed and mm-hmm. maybe crossing some lines. Yeah. And so I would say there has to be some caution, a lot of self-awareness, yeah. a lot of wisdom and discernment, maybe being done in community so people can call out yeah. those things, yeah. like those idols or those particular um, biases or whatever you have, and making sure that's not a worldly bias as opposed to having a Christian bias towards yeah. one thing or another, which is really, really important. So I would say there's a precautionary measure that you should take, especially as Christians, when you mm-hmm. approach a political issue yeah. or it being approaching politics. Yeah, stuff, so. I, I think one person who sets that example really well is uh, Russell Moore. Oh yeah, um, he. Yeah, I, I remember the last this last election, and, and you know, there's gonna be people that agree, mm-hmm. you know, people that don't. But when it comes to the last election with the um, presidential candidates, there was a huge issue where in the South here, a lot of people were for a certain candidate because they were Republican, and yeah. um, and Russell Moore took it took a stance and. and didn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he didn't agree with some of the policies, particularly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That yeah. that and, and just the character of, yep. of the candidate. So he was saying, you know, like, how can he, uh, you as a Christian support this man and his character just because he's a, uh, a Republican? Right, exactly. Or the Republican candidate. So um, for them, it was, I mean, the, you know, the debate goes back and forth. You know, the other side would say, well, you know, using through that influence, we can impact the rest of the government, you know, and yep. all these things. But it's such a... But I, I would agree with, I respect Russell Moore a lot um, mm-hmm. for that, for standing up and um, maybe even going against a lot of the beliefs of people in, in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. And standing it, up for that. Yeah. It, like people in the SBC, a lot of members wanted him out yeah. after that, because, after what he did, because he was like, oh, no, he's going to he's gonna be for marriage and all these immigrants coming yeah. in, taking our jobs and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like it was, it was really it's funny. It was crazy because Russell Moore is like, especially for young, I would say probably for younger Christians mm-hmm. um, or young adult Christians. I don't know what to call them, but uh, like Russell Moore has been sort of a shining example, especially for SBC yeah. candidates, right? Like outside of the SBC, you have other people like, you know, like Tim Keller mm-hmm. and, you know, who, who have a, kind of a wise sort of broad you know, mm-hmm. you know, philosophy with how to approach politics and political issues. But um, Russell Moore, as a, particularly as a Southern Baptist, mm, yeah. he's been he's been a great example for uh, I think um, f- how to approach this particular political climate that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Like he fits right in, and he was he came in at a very timely t- uh, timely moment. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So moving on. Um, are you pretty political? Um, Do you keep pretty up to date on politics and stuff? I think I definitely have friends uh, that are a lot more involved, that know a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I try to stay up to date as, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I think um, it, I think as pastors, the the movement of society and politics mm-hmm. um, gives us a gives us a look into what our people are going to be interacting with. Mm-hmm. And um, my congregation are, are young. They're they're um, they're they can be easily influenced by the world's thoughts. And 
I see that a lot in the young generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was doing youth ministry, and we would bring up three different um, apologetics topics. It would always revert back to gay marriage because that was a hot topic yeah, at the yeah. time. And mm-hmm. we, would, the youth kids would always be asking us about gay marriage and <laughs> what we thought. And sometimes it's the same question, but mm-hmm. they're just like going back and forth, you know. And they, they almost want to reaffirm, like, okay, what is the Christian worldview? You know, all my friends, you know, all, like everybody in my class, they're they're against. You know, or they're for gay marriage, mm-hmm. but for me, how should I stand as a Christian? Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense, I try to have some sort of understanding or some sort of response. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I've learned, one thing I've learned is is to be first, uh, be quick to listen mm-hmm. and then slow to respond. There you go. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of instances where you just choose to respond right after, you know, right after reading something or hearing something or doing something, you, you will most likely respond out of emotion and instead of wisdom and truth mm-hmm. um, so uh, I think having some sort of understanding um, also helps you just respond in a civil way mm-hmm. uh, instead of out of emotions you can back your arguments up with truth yeah, yeah. and I've had instances where I've had conversations with people that are believers people that aren't believers <coughs> that don't agree with me and don't, yeah. don't agree with my political views mm-hmm. um, and in many ways I think be having some sort of understanding and some sort of view of the the, the platforms helps me to know how to respond. Helps me to understand even their argument. Yeah. Understand where that's coming from. Yeah. Um, and it just helps to be able to share that with my congregation. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you want to help us out, make better podcasts through maybe purchasing some audio equipment and or buying us lunch. Uh, You can donate to our podcast by going to anchor.fm slash our lunch break podcast. That's anchor.fm slash our lunch break podcast. I believe there's a link there that you can donate all your hard earned resources to us. So please do that. Uh, Anchor.fm slash our lunch break podcast. Back to the podcast. Hope you guys have a good lunch. Same question back to you, Paul. Yeah, for me, um, am I very political? You know, I like, I like test myself, yeah. like so to, if I to see if I'm like currently up to date with political mm. stuff. And I realize like I'm not very mm. political in the sense that I'm not up to date with a lot of politics. Like I know what's happening in yeah. the sense of. Like okay, for example, yesterday the uh, Robert Mueller, uh-huh. Mueller, 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 Albert Mueller. No, but he he had a press conference and shared some stuff. Uh-huh. But like that's that's the extent of my <laughs> engagement in politics, you know, current he with current had stuff. A meeting. He had no, he had he talked to the press. He said a bunch of stuff, and but I don't know what he said. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, and here's the other thing. I don't even know like what the particular issue is with. Yeah. I know that FBI is involved. It's it was about an investigation into Trump. Yeah. Um, collusion with Russia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that with Mueller too? Was that yeah, that had yeah. to do with it, or so that's a separate thing? See, they're trying to see if there's any sort of um, any sort of opening for impeachment. Yeah. Into um, into his his uh, political campaign. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's what it was about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's. How far would it go? And then same with, I guess, even with, um, if you were to ask me, like, hey, have you been following along with how the, you know, the abortion bans in uh-huh. Alabama and Georgia and Ohio and New York or, you know, everywhere? I'd be like, 
I know it's happening. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like, okay, so what is how? What's the difference between what Georgia's ban is and Alabama's ban is? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I I'm not sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe that's how far I can go into those things. So, um, and uh, and you know, if I'm, I feel like I'm confessing here, and though this is something we might get to in a, in a second about voting, but. Like la- the last election was a, that's the, that's the first time I ever voted in a mm. presidential election. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm 30 years old. Like I could have voted back when I was 18, yeah. and I didn't vote because yeah. I just well, the first time it was because I just I, I was like unsure how. Like I was uh-huh. like living in between Georgia and Texas and Oklahoma, and like I needed a I didn't know where to you know register to vote and stuff <laughs> like that. And that was the uh, Obama's election, I think. That was like okay. the first. Yeah, that was the that one. The one that I was eligible though. Okay. Eligible, and it was for his first term. Yeah. And then secondly. Um, and then after that, yeah, there was a lot of movement. And then it was like, I, I almost took a point where I was like, maybe I don't want to vote mm. just because of the current political climate. Yeah, yeah. Like, do I want to be involved in something like this? Like yeah, something yeah. maybe that might be considered a broken system, yeah. things like that. Um, yeah. And so in terms of my political engagement um, in uh, federal elections and stuff like that, like that's kind of been it. I did vote for state elections this past, mm-hmm. um, whenever it was, but but yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably. But I'm not like super, super um, engaged in all the things that are going on. Like I think, yeah. But that can um, we can talk more about how that works um, later on. But the next question then is how how have you addressed political issues or what are considered political issues? I guess today uh, with your congregation as a, as a pastor. Uh, I mean, I've so I think for me as a pastor, it's it's. Twofold. It's in my in my sermons when when the topic is right, mm-hmm. I think when the moment is right. Um, I mean, there's certain instances where you have to respond, mm-hmm. um, share what, your view. What What do you mean? Like like say it it, it, it pertains to the the scripture, like what you're what you're preaching on. Okay. If it, I don't think you should just throw it in just because. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. um, but if it's something. Um, where it's like stand firm, you know, like it, and, and as Christians, we have to stand firm at times for our own beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. even when people in society may be against us, you know, and it, in that sense, I would start to bring up politics a little mm-hmm. and, um, and share my views or share my experiences with um, standing in my belief mm-hmm. for them to see. Mm-hmm. I the, the second way, and I think that's a little bit more of me explaining more is I've had instances where I've been able to talk to some of my congregation. Uh, either in like small groups or in passing or like one on one, about those kind of topics. They'll ask me a question about something, and um, I'll just see a quick in to share about my own political views or the way I interpret social issues um, mm-hmm. through scripture and my own beliefs, and I'll, and I'll bring it up and I'll share it. And I, I don't think I'll, I don't, um, I know that I can't go overboard because a lot of them aren't are really as involved either, mm-hmm. but. I just want them to have some sort of other voice that's that's not necessarily more, I guess, more conservative, but also one that's not solely just from politicians or people that are hearing about certain things right. in, in the social media, and they're just responding based on what they've heard. Right, you right. Know? I think a lot of, and this goes both ways too, I think there's Christians like this as well, but just because someone has an opinion about something doesn't mean it's by conviction and, and doesn't mean it's by research yeah. evidence you know a lot of the times this um this generation um especially they'll respond out of oh this person said this but they'll, they'll, they'll put it in their own voice yeah and then when you start to dig deeper you realize 
it's not their own view. Mm -hmm. It's a view they brought in because they feel like that's more right. Yeah. So with that, I want to just make sure that my people <clears throat> understand my view mm -hmm. and know how to talk about these things and yeah. approach these things and um, at least see the way I respond so that they can understand. I think uh, one way I try to be an example for that is even on social media, like I don't try to overdo it, but if I read an article and I appreciate it or I enjoy it or I agree with it, um, and it's not offensive in any way, yeah. I'll, I'll just repost it and, and share a little bit of my thoughts and, yeah. and hopefully stir up some sort of conversation, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's with people um, that agree with me or people that don't, yeah. you know, and, and share and, and try to understand other people's views as well. Sure. And hopefully like they see that. And mm -hmm. I know they do because some of them will respond like, oh, I read that article you posted the other day. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate that. I enjoyed that. I saw how you responded. And they'll yeah. bring that up to me. So I see that that is one way that uh, as a pastor, I can uh, show them what it means to stand for your views, for your biblical worldviews, mm -hmm. even if you know the atmosphere may be against it. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, I think uh, if the text allows that I'm preaching on allows for it, I think, um, and I feel like it's an important thing to yeah, yeah. bring up, like, or I have a stance or something on, yeah. then I might bring it up. For the most part, I avoid it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I can avoid it, I will. Yeah, yeah. But there's some, like, some, te but that's the beauty of expositional preaching, is yeah. that, or expository preaching, is that if it's in the text, you have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way to avoid yeah. it, right? And so, you know, for example, we've been going through Ephesians, and, you know, Ephesians 5 is about, or there's a section in Ephesians 5 about husbands, you know, mm -hmm. love your wives, wives yeah. submit to your husbands. So I have to talk about marriage, yeah. and I have to define marriage. I have yeah. to define it as a, um, you know, a, a, a covenant relationship between um, one man and one woman, not one man and another man, or one man and three women, or yeah. anything. I have to, <laughs> I have to make it very clear yeah. that this is what a biblical marriage is, right? Um, so, and obviously that's touching on, you know, the homosexuality and how the country believes marriage should be like, or what marriage is, and yeah. things like that. But it's like, but the Bible has a view on marriage. Yep. And as, if we're Christians, we should be living and approaching marriage in this certain fashion, yeah. right? Um, that's one thing and then yeah so actually only the last two weeks I would say two, two or three weeks just because um, Ephesians 5 and 6 has allowed me to talk a, a little bit more political or say some stuff that might involve political things yeah. um, have like that's like the most I feel like I've ever talked about anything uh, political right yeah. so one like um, two weeks ago I talked about uh, we were in uh, the our battles not flesh and blood but it's uh, but it's against the dominions and rulers yeah. and authorities right um, it's a spiritual warfare right yeah. uh, and so I talked about how um, Jesus is not a Republican the enemy is not Democrats the enemy is not you know like all these uh, political parties like that's not what it is you know like we're our battle is against uh, these spiritual forces mm -hmm. that are in this world, you know, yeah. like personal demons, if you yeah. will, you know, um, that was one thing I had brought up, and that, you know, that's not even super political, but it's just the fact that I had yeah. brought up, like, that's that's the growing tension in our country that seems to be like the enemy has been defined now, yeah. right? Like as people against abortion, yeah. or people who are Black Lives Matter, or you know, those kinds of things, yeah. right? Um, and then last week I talked about uh, we were doing the armor of God, yeah. um, and. Uh, talking about, uh, no, no, actually, it was actually, the, no, it was two weeks ago. It was the same week, um, still talking about spiritual warfare, and I was talking about how, like, I've never been, a, a, a seen, like, actual, like, demonic 
possession or yeah. oppression in real time. And I was explaining how, you know, that's, that's a real thing, yeah. though I, I'll be, I confess that I was very skeptical, you know, mm -hmm. that like what people tell me they've been possessed by a demon where yeah. you're like, you know, speaking three languages at once and, <laughs> and things like that, like, um, that I'm a bit skeptical, but yeah. then, you know, and I was like, that's, it's hard to tell, right? Like, it's uh -huh. so vague sometimes because yeah. you have to kind of believe them if yeah. somebody says something like that, right? But then it's like, but then I brought up how, but some things are so clearly yeah. demonic or satanic that, that we have to be ready and to stand firm. And I brought up yeah. abortion. I brought yeah. up, um, particularly that the conversation no longer was about is an embryo considered like a human life or yeah. not, right? Or where does life begin in terms yeah. of human growth and development? But now the, the, the question is, should a woman be allowed to at any stage of the pregnancy, yeah. I mean, and that means up to full term, like yeah. third trimester, be, a, be able to suck the brains out of a, out of a baby. Yeah. And that thing is so clearly satanic to yeah. me, right? Like that is a spiritual battle that's worth waging, you know? Yeah. And that was like, the, I, probably the most political I think I, I've gotten uh, was like bringing up like a specific yeah. social issue that was yeah. very big at the same time, right? Yeah. So to me, it's completely demonic and satanic and mm -hmm. spiritual that the conversation is no longer about something that might be debatable, yeah. but it's clearly like, are you serious? Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. And yeah. we're at this point, like yeah. in our country, where that's a real right that, so, that, that people, quote unquote, right, I, I did it in, in real life, but, yeah, quote, quote unquote, right, that people are fighting for to yeah. be able to kill a baby in the third yeah. or second trimester where yeah. you know it's a baby, like it's yeah. a life, and they know it. Yeah. And they're like, but what if it's rape and what, if, okay, well, I mean, that's fair enough. Like yeah. that's an argument worth having, yeah. but don't use that as an argument for all women for at yeah. any time, for any yeah. reason, be able to do that, right? Yeah. Like, like incest and rape, like those are worth talking about maybe, yeah. right? Or, you know, uh, the danger of a life for the, of the mother, or like yeah. that's a conversation maybe worth having and debating like, you know, perspectives yeah. and stuff. But you're talking, you're talking about just like somebody at like, you know, like in the 38th week, yeah. right, of their pregnancy, under, like suddenly going bankrupt. Oh, we yeah. can't afford a baby. Okay, get rid of it then. You yeah. know, like that's what that's the conversation we're having. Yeah. You know, and that's to me, it's like clearly demonic influence in our in our country. You know, to yeah. me. Um, and so I was able to like talk about that and being like, okay, so some stuff is very clear to you yeah. guys, right? Like yeah. as is to, it should be for all Christians. Yeah, you yeah. know what that kind of stuff. And that was the political thing. And just also, and you, what I was trying to do though was take it what was what people perceive as a political thing and tell and showing them how this is a spiritual yeah. thing that's yeah. happening in that's our good, country, right? Like making sure that, again, their identity isn't in a political party or a political view or political anything. It's like the reason why we engage in politics is because we're Christians, exactly. right? Yeah. And, and, and that's why we have to approach that, yeah. that kind of thing. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so then how should, uh, how should Christians uh, approach political topics, political issues? Just in general. So we, we've been talking about sort of from a pastoral sense how mm -hmm. we approach our congregation. Yeah. But what are we telling our congregations to do? Yeah. Um, you know, like. Uh, I, I think um, they should approach politics first by being in the Word, being mm -hmm. in prayer. I think they, uh, their own spiritual walks is, is the first and foremost of importance. Um, they need to know what they believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have to have a biblical worldview. Um, and from that stems their approach to everything else. It, 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 like, like you were saying, you know, we're talking about um, you know, the, the, the spiritual battle that's going on. Mm -hmm. And if we're not in the Word, if we're not uh, in prayer, if we're not seeking God daily, then we can't see that spiritual aspect of it. Mm -hmm. We just see what the world sees. You know, we see this, oh, this is a political matter. 
you know it doesn't have to do with faith it doesn't mm-hmm. have to do with beliefs you mm-hmm. know and we can't bring beliefs into it because you know the, like like people will bring up you know the separation of church and state and all these things mm-hmm. and they'll talk about how um, it can it, you know and I think that a lot of this is the enemy trying to trying to make the narrative uh, a space for, for Christians that don't mm-hmm. see this to, to, to not step into those realms um, so I think first and foremost you got to be in the word if, if it is a spiritual battle you got to be in the word you got to be in prayer mm-hmm. um, you got to seek God and then I, I think you just have to be aware be aware of what's going on be aware of what the conversations are um, I think uh, a lot of young people and this this took me a while too like I don't think I when I was when I was young when I was in high school I don't think I was necessarily the most um, politically correct or um, the one that was reading you know uh, all the you know, all the news and everything mm-hmm. but uh, so I can understand that side um, but at the same time it is it is our um, responsibility to uh, stand for our biblical worldviews mm-hmm. I think stand mm-hmm. Um, for what is what is biblical, what is godly, um, mm-hmm. and so I think having an understanding of what's going on, um, on top of then your your own spiritual well being, helps you to push those topics, helps you to speak about those topics, helps you to um, share what the right biblical worldview is, and I think also respond in a way that's very biblical and very mm-hmm. um, it, it's 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 not out of emotion, it's out of truth, it's sure. out of wisdom from God. Yeah. So, well, just yeah, yeah. You know, you brought up a interesting word there. You said Christians should like should take responsibility. Like, mm-hmm. like you use that word, like they they should yeah. um, do these things. And so, this is kind of what I was going referring to earlier when I said like we'll get to something in a second, yeah. right? Was that what, talking about voting? Mm-hmm. Is that I feel like people think the way you engage in politics is voting, mm-hmm. and that's the only way. And if you don't vote. Then you're not a good citizen. You're not a good Christian, even yeah. sometimes. Like that—that's—that's that's the part that got me yeah. like a little like, wait, why? You yeah. know, like that kind of thing. I don't. What I'm not a good Christian. Yeah, like or I'm not a like. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there was it was it was surprising. Like I'm like uh, to me like yeah, yeah. like even with the particularly with the last election. Yeah. yeah. You have both immoral, uh-huh. one maybe more incompetent. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing, yeah. and then it's like, why are we involved in this, or or at least. Why have we really? Why have Christians compromised their conscience? Which I think they have. I will. Yeah. I will go ahead and put that on the record. Yeah. I think some Christians have compromised their conscience mm-hmm. in, in voting yeah. for particular particular candidates. Yeah, yeah. When there are other candidates. Yeah. Even though, yeah. Guess what? They're not going to win. Like, I'll be like, fair enough. Like, I can I can concede like yeah. that. Like, like the political the system. yeah the political system how it works. Like the the candidate that most fits quote unquote Christian worldviews and values. Yeah. Um, is not going to win this election, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm like, but wouldn't you rather be have a clean conscience? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was that's that's what I felt last yeah. election, you know. And so, but then like I got lambasted on yeah. social media a little bit, like just a little bit, like <laughs> about like, wait, why are we voting for you know either of these games? Yeah, yeah. Why are they the only two options? Yeah. You know, or why vote at all in this case, yeah. right? You know, like that kind of thing. Because um, this is a sp- like I felt like it was a very special particular yeah. case that we this, had this, this last election, this last election, <laughs> right? And so, 
so I was like, do then do Christians have to vote? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that the only way to engage in mm -hmm. politics? For me, my answer has been no, because mm -hmm. you don't have to vote. Of course yeah. not. Like not voting uh -huh. um, doesn't make you not a Christian or, yeah. or not an American citizen, like uh -huh. a good American citizen. If anything, uh, you have that freedom. You have to exercise that right to not if you want to, right? Um, but I, I would also say, I, I also want to bring up that there are also other avenues in political engagement, yeah. like, or at least the where, where um, social issues and political issues are, you know, in the Venn diagram, they're overlapping. Mm -hmm. In that area, you can, you can actually, like, people think to get involved in these particular social issues, you have to enter the political yeah. realm. And I don't think you necessarily do. Yeah. If you want to help in a social issue... It might mean, for example, one thing that you could fight against abortion is, yeah, you could go to and protest yeah. in front of Planned Parenthood and things like that. Yeah. Fair enough. And you could vote against things, bills that are helping plan, fund yeah. Planned Parenthood, right? Uh, you could do that. That's one, that's, that's a voting, that's the act yeah. of, you know, right? But you could also adopt. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. that's not a political thing. Now, adopting obviously is expensive. There's a, maybe that's a thing that you have to start focusing on more yeah. in your votes. It's like, how do we make adoption easier or yeah. cheaper or more available? Yeah. How about foster somebody? Yeah. You know, like okay. that's a one way, like, I mean, think about it. Adoption is like the antithesis of abortion in yeah. a sense, right? Like it's like the gospel answer yeah. to, to abortion in a abortion sense. More like than just saying, more than just saying outlaw it, yeah. outright, more so is like, no, uh, there's an unwanted child and I'll take him. Yeah, that's yeah. the gospel answer, yeah. I think, to abortion Definitely. more than anything else, Definitely. right? Um, but like, and then, and then if you're talking about like racial issues and civil rights and things like that, yeah, you, like voting, obviously, that's definitely, definitely part of it, but... But also, I mean, getting to like know your neighbor, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Inviting them over, yeah. getting to know them, show some empathy, show hospitality, yeah. help them out. Yeah. You know, if you want to pay their rent or utility one day, you know, just to, if they're like struggling, like yeah. and they're not, you know, like, or they're, they're living off a welfare check or something, yeah. you know, like, you know, there are other ways to yeah. get involved in these social issues without um, voting necessarily. Yeah. Voting may sometimes in some cases not be the most powerful way you can influence yeah. uh, your community and yeah. our, our nation, I think. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think in that way, when I'm talking, when, when we're saying, like, should Christians be political or how can Christians get involved in politics? It's like, well, voting is definitely a big thing you could yeah. do, but don't think that's the only thing. Yeah. Just because we say politics doesn't mean vote. Politics can also mean you can go into the real life yeah. Part where people are being affected by political issues yeah. and political in the government and things yeah. like that, and being hands on, more yeah. hands on in that way. Yeah. I would say yeah. that. Well, that's what I would also open up to yeah. Christians who think they don't know what to do yeah. in those yeah. things. I think I think what you're getting at is just Christian living. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Exactly. You know, it's, and Christian living includes those other aspects as well. And um, I, I even that whole like adoption, abortion um, example that you brought up. I remember for me, even when I was, you know, before I was married and everything, um, I always thought about adoption. You know, mm -hmm. you look at scripture and you look at how we're adopted. And that's mm -hmm. such a beautiful image. And just being able to be that kind of influence with someone and then share the gospel to your, your you know, then adopted kids. Mm -hmm. like, you know, just yep. as much of God has adopted you. And, and being able to bring that up was such a beautiful image for me. And I was yep. like, oh, this is like something I definitely want to do when I become a parent. Mm -hmm. But then now with this debate, this abortion debate, it's become even more reason for me to do it. Mm -hmm. Because then you're saying, look, we, as Christians, I think, and this is something that I've been realizing more in my own self is, um, we can talk the talk, you know? You can yep. march, you can march as much as you want, um, Planned Parenthood, all that stuff. But if your actions don't reciprocate that. As Christians, if, if, if we're gonna talk against abortion, 
what are we doing to support those that are in trouble or that, that are looking to abortion because of the fact they have no other option? Exactly. What are we doing for them? And I think that is a part of Christian living is, is being out and stepping out for your yeah. neighbors. And, and if you see a situation like that, um, it might not it might not completely be abortion. It might not start with that. It might mm-hmm. not be adoption that you have yep. to respond to. It might be, like you said, just, just seeing someone that's struggling, your neighbor, and being able to approach them yep. in whatever race they may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Walmart right here by my house and you know, me and my wife go there because you know it's it's cheaper stuff there. So you just go and and sometimes with Walmart, you just tend to find people that might be struggling financially. Yep. And if you see that for someone right in front of you, step in. Like, hey, hey, look, I'll cover this for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It looks like you're having a hard time. And then you can always follow that up with a conversation about the gospel. Yep. See where they are and, and and choose to love them in that way. And I think um, having those kind of experiences, it, it's. Living and having that biblical worldview is more about how you live it out, I think, than how you stand politically. Yeah. And I think politics is what comes out of it. Yeah. I think that's a that's a that's that's uh, what comes out of your own biblical worldview and you right. being in the Word and the Scripture. Right. The order matters. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like it should be the Word should lead to your politics exactly. as opposed to the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and your politics should then be be your your political view should be able to be seen in how you live. And I think that's just Christian living. Yeah. And um, I think that's one thing where Christians today, and, and, and for me as a pastor, like I'm really convicted in how do I lead that example? How do I live that out? How do I show my people what it means to live biblically um, and even even in, even in politics? Mm-hmm. You know, like how do I show it in my life? Like no matter how much I can defend my views, mm-hmm. how much do I live out my views? Yeah. And, and that's where um, Christians can really be an influence. And, um, I think it, there's more impact in saying someone, you can tell someone's political views by how they live rather than saying, oh, they've told me their political views, so I know. Yeah. And I think with Christians, I think our conversation would be so different yeah. if we lived out our views and people can just look and say, oh, this is what they believe in because I see them living it out. Yeah. So, That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Well... Oh gosh, dang it! Are we're we late. are we late again? Late again! Oh man, dude, well, how are we not fired? Our lunches are so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben and I are on our way back to the office. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed your lunch and our lunch and the conversation that we had. Uh, if you have any comments or questions about the conversation that we had, you can email us at ourlunchbreakpodcast at gmail.com. or you can download the Anchor app. Uh, the Anchor app is where we are recording our podcast. Uh, there's a cool feature on there where you can leave uh, a voice message or a voicemail uh, for us so that we can listen to later. And uh, we may, maybe we'll respond to it in a later episode. So please feel free to do that. And uh, you're invited to lunch next week. So please join us next time uh, at our Lunch Break podcast.